Hi there. You're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show, where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now to fast track your paralegal career. I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left big law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, the Paralegal Bootcamp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. Welcome back. Well, first, I want to thank everyone who sent in their questions for this Ask Me Anything episode. It's our first one. In fact, I want to do another one next month. So if you have a question, any question that's paralegal related, grab the email contact info on the episode page on the website. How do you find the episode page? Well, go to paralegal-bootcamp.com, and then in the top menu up at the far right, select the resources, and you'll see a drop-down where you can choose the podcast or the blog, and obviously choose the podcast. Oh, and before I forget, I've got a brand new resource for you if you're a new or somewhat new litigation paralegal. It's kind of a mix between an ebook and a workbook resource. It's called Three Strategies to Transform Your Paralegal Career, a resource for new litigation paralegals. So you can grab your copy at the website, paralegal-bootcamp.com forward slash strategies. Okay, let's jump into the first question. It looks like this person submitted two questions that I would normally read and probably answer separately But as I just skimmed them before I hit the record button, they do look kind of similar along the same lines anyway. So I'm just going to read them together and then maybe answer them separately. All right. So she writes, good morning, Miss Pearson. I hope you're doing well. This is so-and-so, and I do recognize her name. I do have a question for you to answer on the podcast. Just yesterday, I got a couple of stern emails from my attorney because I was supposed to scan and email some documents for a real estate closing last Friday. Unfortunately, I had to leave early because I had a 2.30 appointment and was planning to make it back to the office to scan the documents and send them to the coordinator. But they closed and locked the office at 5 o'clock. I tried coming in this past Monday to catch up on it because I couldn't get in after hours on Friday but the offices were still closed because of the holiday weekend. My attorney was upset with me because I didn't get it out on time, but I had an appointment that I couldn't miss. What can I do to make it up to my attorney so that he won't be mad at me? Okay, and then she adds, also, I have another situation where I sent a demand package to the insurance adjuster via email, and I thought the email contained the medical records, but apparently when I forwarded the email to my attorney, the medical records and bills didn't show. Now it's getting to the point that I will call and email him and no response. What should I do? Okay. Um, and then, okay. And then she writes, if you can help me, give me some pointers on what I should do or how I should handle the situation. I would most greatly appreciate it because all I want to do is help my attorney and our clients to the best of my ability so that we get the best results. That's a really good motivating factor. I like that. All right, well, so let's talk about these two mistakes. With the first one, you asked, what can I do to make it up to the attorney? I wouldn't necessarily look at it like that. 
I would ask, what's the lesson in what happened there so that you can learn from it and not make it again? Okay, so we're talking about the first instance of leaving at 2.30 and not getting it, not being able to get back into the office to do the closing documents. So what lesson can you learn from that? In my opinion, the lesson is don't assume that you'll be able to finish that project after leaving for an appointment. Get the project done before you leave early, which means you're going to want to prioritize your days when you have a deadline like that and you know you're leaving early. Now, looking back, because hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? But also, it's a lesson that I think we can take away. Knowing what you know now, what would you have done different that day? Knowing that you had to leave at 2.30 for an appointment that you couldn't miss, then the first thing I would do that day over everything else, no matter what else came across my plate, it would be to get those closing documents ready, to scan and email them out. Okay, well, what if she didn't have all the documents? Let's assume, let's do some worst case scenario playing here. Maybe she's waiting on them from some outside party. What if those didn't come in before she was set to leave for the appointment? That's when I would reach out to the office manager, building security, or, or the attorney maybe, or anyone else that I could possibly get in touch with to see how I could get access to get back into the office in case it ran after five. Now, another worst case or devil's ad- advocate, we could say, well, you didn't know that the office locks up at five. Now you know, so we've learned our lesson there. Next time we would do what? You know, find out how we're going to be able to get back in the office. Okay, so let's say, so you don't have the documents. Maybe they're from an outside party um, and it's 2.30. Well, no, wait, let's jump back. Let's say, let's go back to the you didn't even know. Maybe you're new at this firm and you didn't even know that they lock up the office tight at five o'clock then I would call the attorney on his cell phone. When you arrived back at the office and you realized you couldn't get in, call that attorney. All right, well, what if she doesn't have the attorney's cell phone number? Then I'd be looking up on the outside of that office building for any number to call in case of an emergency. Usually they have a maintenance number on there or a property manager. Now you might be going, what? And that's crazy. Yes, it's crazy. But as a paralegal, sometimes you've got to go above and beyond and figure out what's the workaround. Because I can guarantee you there's almost always a workaround. You've just got to keep figuring it out, keep running the the workaround ideas through your mind. You might be thinking, well, that's a lot of work. Yep, it is. You are right. It is a lot of work, which is why it would be better to prioritize your day and get it done before you leave for that appointment. The other thing I might add is that, uh, you know, and this is not to make you feel bad whatsoever, but this is what I probably would have done. If it's 2.15 and I know I have to leave by 2.30 for an appointment, and you wouldn't know this until you've been through it, right? You've been through it now, so now you know. You didn't know then. So this is, you know, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. It's giving you ideas for next time. And this is what I would have done, but I'm giving it 30 years of experience of things that have happened. So it's 2.15. I know I have to leave by 2.30. I don't have all the closing documents because I'm relying on them coming in from other places maybe. But I know that these closing documents must go out today. They must go out today. I'd be calling the place that I have that appointment with and reschedule the appointment. That may not be the answer you want to hear, but 
that's what I would consider doing next time when something like this happens. Look, I know it's stressful being a paralegal with all these deadlines, but it's even more stressful when you miss those deadlines and you now have to deal with an attorney who's questioning your judgment because that's what it is. You have to make a judgment call on what to do almost every single day as a paralegal. And unfortunately, most of the time, the right judgment call in the eyes of the attorney is do whatever it takes to not miss that deadline. Sometimes that means missing family get-togethers, missing appointments, missing out on all kinds of things. Now, that's not to say you always have to choose the deadline over your personal life. But when you do, you have to be prepared that they're not going to be happy about it. Will they get over it? Probably. But I think the only way for you to, quote, make it up for them is to not miss the deadline again. It's been my experience with attorneys that you can talk all you want about this or that or this or that, but they usually just need to see action. All right, let me jump back to the second half of that question. Read it real quick. Oh, okay. It's the mistake of not attaching the medical records to the email. That's an easy one. Put something in place where that doesn't ever happen again like attaching the documents before you write out the email, or at least before you put the recipient's name in there. We all make mistakes. That's a typical mistake. I bet you anybody listening, give me a hand raise if you're able to, if you're driving your car or just sitting there listening or you're on the treadmill listening to this, you know, give me a hand raise if you've ever sent an email and you forgot to send the attachment. So, you know, with that one, don't beat yourself up on it. I think you're taking that one a little bit too seriously, but it's because of the prior mistake. So you're, you feel like your mistakes are compounding each other. One other thing I would add here, especially since you wrote about these two mistakes and they were back to back. One thing that you have to be careful of is having the mindset that you always mess up and you make mistakes because then this next time you do a project for this attorney, you are going to be so focused on mistakes, mistakes, mistakes that you probably will make a mistake. So you got to be able to flip your mindset and say, I can do this. I'm a good paralegal. I made a couple mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. They're not going to happen again. I learned a lesson from them. So be careful not to get into that really deep, dark mindset. One thing I would add, and I know this was already a long answer, but I want to add something about how you're stressed about the relationship with your attorney as a result of both of these mistakes happening kind of back to back. One thing I think that would help improve things between you and your attorney is to go talk to your attorney. When you do, start with acknowledging that you made a mistake. Don't add anything like, but I thought I'd be back in time, or I didn't know the office locks up tight at five o'clock. Don't add anything to it. Just acknowledge that you made a mistake that didn't look good for the firm, however you want to word it, but don't make it to where the other person is immediately put on the defensive. Instead, use words that are going to start an open and honest conversation. Remember back in that episode where I interviewed Molly McGrath, and she said that Having courageous conversations allow us to grow as professionals? She's right. Regardless of the outcome of the conversation, you will experience growth. And I think it'll be the start to repairing that relationship with your attorney. All right, number two. Technically, question number three, but the second person. Can loyalty hurt you in the end when trying to further develop your career? 
I have been with my law firm for almost 15 years and find that the only reason I have stayed at the firm is because I am loyal to my boss. If he was to retire tomorrow, I do not find myself staying with the firm. Is this bad? Ooh, I love that. Um, Is this bad? Absolutely not at all. Now, at first, when I started reading this question, I thought you were going to say that you were like dismissing other great career opportunities because you were loyal to your boss. I might have had a different answer if that was the situation. But it looks like the way you worded the question, it doesn't sound like that's it. Let me read that part of the question again, just to make sure I've got it. Okay, the end says, the only reason I've stayed at the firm is because I'm loyal to my boss. Is that bad? No, not bad at all. Let's look at the opposite situation from that, which is what I see most often. You work for a law firm that has a great benefit package. You're highly compensated. You like your coworkers. You've put in enough years where you get some great PTO time, but the attorney you work for is a jerk. <laughs> in that situation, my answer would be the opposite. I'd say life is you know, too short to be miserable every day working for a jerk no matter how nice the benefit package is. I think most of you all would agree with that. Now, I would say to you, you know, you're very lucky to be working for someone who you've worked with for 15 years. That's a long time. I bet you two have a great working relationship if you've been together all that time. Um, Yeah, you're in an ideal situation. And I'm going to tell all the other, and other paralegals out there are probably listening, going, I want that. You know, if you get along well with the attorney who you work directly with, that's even worth taking a pay cut to have that. So you didn't give much details on pay and benefits and et cetera at the firm, but I'm assuming since the question started with, if the attorney retired tomorrow, I don't think I'd stay with the firm, then... You know, it's not that it's a great, wonderful firm. You know, I'll give you a personal example that maybe maybe you might be facing um, or the person asking the question might be facing. I worked for a very, very large firm for a good portion of my career when I was a paralegal. And it was before I moved to another large firm as a paralegal manager. When I was a paralegal working at that firm, I had amazing working relationships with the attorneys. But during a three to four year stint, or I don't know, maybe it wasn't three, it felt like three to four years, our particular office, it was a big national firm, our particular office had an office manager who was horrible. He would literally play favorites, take the legal secretaries out to lunch and get drinks and, you know, get inside information from them. And a couple of the paralegals, no, not a couple, just, I think just one of the paralegals participated in that kind of thing. And then like if one paralegal came in, not that one, but any of us others who weren't part of his favorites team, if we came in, let's say with open-toed shoes or something inappropriate that wasn't part of the dress policy, I'll just use that as an example, He'd send out a massive office-wide email reminding everyone about proper dress code. Well, he sent out an email one day that said, all overtime, even from paralegals who are billing hours, must be approved by him in advance before working on it. Now, at this time, I was working an average of maybe 10 to 12 hours a day. 
working on some of the firm's big litigation matters, traveling to New York and D.C., working with partners up there. And I went to my attorney and showed him the email and said to him, I'll be damned if I'm going to ask for someone's permission to give up my weekends and holidays to bust my butt for your files and your clients. So I'll just be going at home at five every day and we'll have to figure out how it's going to all get done. That was my response. Well, you know that that wasn't going to work. He said, you just work the hours that you need. And if the office manager has an issue with your hours, let me know and I'll handle it. And he did end up handling it. Now, I don't tell you that story to encourage you to go do something like that. I tell you that to make the point that it is more important to have a great working relationship with your attorneys than it is to love the firm that you work at. I really, truly believe that. So, nope, it's not bad at all. I think that you have an awesome situation. And if he retires tomorrow, it's not a bad thing if you go to another firm. All right. Let's see. Number three, I'm a senior paralegal with about 24 years of experience and ready for chapter two. I'm not quite ready for complete retirement as I'm only 55, but I'm tired of the daily grind of going into the office. Everything you do, you do, maybe me, everything you do has me intrigued with breaking out on my own as a business owner not necessarily creating training programs like yours as I'm in commercial real estate. But I was thinking about maybe doing a virtual paralegal business or something like that. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, if you're just wanting to get out of the grind of going to the office, then a virtual paralegal business, I mean, it might be good, but I would caution you. If you're going to start a business, do you really want it to be where you're still trading time for dollars? Because as a virtual paralegal company, you're still getting paid by the hour for paralegal work. The only difference is now you don't have a benefit package and you have to withhold your own taxes. I've talked to dozens of paralegals who had virtual paralegal companies and even the most productive ones would say that they were working nine to 10 hour days and usually could only bill for six or seven hours of that time. And they ended up going back to work for a law firm because they wanted that benefit package. Besides that, Let's not forget about how are you going to get clients? Maybe the attorneys you work for now will use you and pay you that higher rate, but the higher rate is based on you having to cover all your expenses and benefits and Social Security, you know, the employment tax. And what happens then if they're your only client, right? And you've got all your eggs in one basket and you wake up one morning and they've hired someone internally or have someone internally taking over your work and now you have no paycheck coming in. You know, I would suggest if you're getting the itch to be an entrepreneur, I would suggest kind of selfishly that you create courses (laughs) that teach others what you know, especially being in commercial real estate. You know, there's not any real estate boot camps out there. So that would be one suggestion. Or create some kind of product that you can sell 24-7 online that doesn't require you to be sitting at a desk clocking in hours. That would be my suggestion. But I'd be happy to cover that more. All right, we so we're coming up on, oh, it's a little bit longer than normal. And so this last one, I'm going to read you the question and I'm going to cover this, if not in next week's episode, then definitely by the following week. Because 
I saw this question in the Google Drive folder and I thought that's going to be a whole episode because I can unpack a lot in this question. You'll know when I when I read it to you. So the question says, hello, Anne, do you have any advice for paralegal managers in regards to how to keep your team engaged in their work? I'm also curious to hear your thoughts on how to encourage the paralegals that you manage to sharpen their skills. Finally, what are some of the characteristics of a good paralegal manager? So there's three questions in there, and I think it deserves its whole, like a, a whole episode for that, just on how to be a good characteristics of a good manager, how to encourage paralegals, how to, you know, hire and retain good paralegals, what, what they're looking for. Um, and keeping them engaged, that's a whole episode. So don't forget, I'm going to do a separate episode just for you and for those questions. And it'll just be a separate paralegal management kind of episode. So if not next, the next episode, then definitely by the following week. All right. Well, thank you. And don't forget, go to the episode page, paralegal-bootcamp.com. And go up to the resources at the top if you want to get the email to be able to email your questions for the Ask Me Anything the next time I do this one. And don't forget that free resource for new paralegals, paralegal-bootcamp.com forward slash strategies. See you next week. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.